My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Heather Wanniger. She's the owner of Sweet Lemonade Photography, and she's also the host of Through My Lemonade Lens podcast. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am located in central Illinois. I grew up here, was a farm kid, uh, stayed here as we started growing our family. I've got three boys that when I started my business were very young. They're now in their teens and college age. Uh, My business started when life gave me lemons. And that is why I turned it into sweet lemonade photography. I was a stay at home mom, thought that was the only title I would ever have for the rest of my life. Loved it. And life didn't turn out that way. And so when I became a single mom and trying to figure out what the next step was, I had people encourage me, telling me, you need to do this. You need to start a photography business. And so without any confidence in myself, but confidence in other people to push me towards that, I tried it and fell in love with it. And so here I am almost 12 years later, do still photographing high school seniors and doing corporate work and a few other things as well. And just, and just loving it, really enjoying where I'm at. I'm making lemonade. That's awesome. Do you want to, if you don't mind, would you like to go into what kind, what, what were the lemons that you were given? Oh gosh. Okay. Lemons were just, I was in a marriage that just wasn't healthy for me. I mean, it was a point where, um, I just felt like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't capable. I wasn't smart enough. I lived most of my young adult life feeling like I couldn't do anything that I would never measure up. I wasn't good enough. Um, you know, based on, the things that I'm reading and, you know, other people's stories and, you know, in the situation, it, it would appear to be narcissism. That's how it I feel, mm-hmm. felt to me. Right. So feeling that and, and seeing what those correlations might look like, I just really didn't have a lot of self-worth and through that, um, the marriage, it just was, it continued to kind of disintegrate, uh, ended up that he had an affair. And so then we, we started making the divorce process we spent 10 years in court. (laughs) There's some more lemons. Yeah. So it's just, it's those pieces, right? I mean, those, those are just, it's, it's facts of things that happen in life, right? I had a divorce that I had a marriage that just didn't make me feel good and deserving. That's how I felt about it. Um, then he had an affair. Then we ended up in court for a very long time, just trying to get divorced. It was exhausting. I was in depression mode, heavy for the first year or two after that, just trying to figure out what I did wrong, how I could have fixed it, you know, feeling like this was me. I was broken, right? Could hardly get out of bed except for taking my kids to school. Once they were at school, I was crawling back into bed. And that was a season of life that was really tough. And it was, I just spent time trying to uncover and discover what is it about me? You know, what, what are my worst? Where am I looking for validation and acceptance? And is it a healthy way or is it an unhealthy way? And just really a discovering who I am, where my strengths are, where, you know, the gifts God's given me and just start rebuilding essentially. And so through those lemons, 
that is what has really helped me and is like the push and the why behind my business and why I do it. I want to empower those in front of my camera to feel beautiful, worthy, and loved. And it's a personal mission statement because for years I didn't feel those things. And so I want those in front of my camera to feel that confident and look at a picture and be like, wow. Like I took a picture of a senior girl and I'm like, okay, look at this. And I show her the back of the camera. I'm like, you've got to see this. This is so beautiful. And she's like, that's me. She's like, I, I thought you did all that magic, like in Photoshop. I'm like, girl, I don't touch them. This is you. Like I captured you and to see the, the shoulders stand a little bit taller and feel a little Mm -hmm. more confident. And it almost is like giving them the permission to just be themselves. And you can see that in the hour I spend with them, you see them change and just transform a little bit. And to me, I'm like, that is so powerful. That is the why that I do that. And that's just translated into my coaching side of business too. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. That's, that's another reason why I like photography as well. It's just being able to capture people as they truly are and giving them that confidence is there's no, there's no feeling that there's no way of describing that feeling. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. So I know that you mentioned earlier that you had a lot of people pushing you to go and start your own photography business, but what would you say was the last straw for you where it was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's time. It was because I heard it multiple times. So the first time, like, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You're silly. Sex time, someone else heard it, said it. I'm like, okay, right. It was three times in one day. And this has happened twice. It's happened when um, f- with photography and then happened when I started blogging and just sharing more just about who I am, right? Those two times in particular that it's three times in one day. I had other people not even in the same circle. So it wasn't like they were conspiring and being like, Hey, you need to tell her too. Cause I think it'd be really great. People that didn't even know each other three times in one day. And they're saying, I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's try this. And so I did, I remember sending out, and this is, you know, like 12 years ago, sending out my first email that said, um, I'm going to start a photography business. Uh, I'm, I'm charging $50. If anyone wants to take a pic, wants me to take pictures. That was it felt like I was dying. Like, right. Our minds can really trick us into the whole fear thing that felt so frightening just to expose myself. It felt very vulnerable. Like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And there was fear of all that rejection coming back. Right. It was like, Oh, but if they tell me, no, now I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. See, I tried to do something and now they're reinforcing, right. That's where my mind went immediately. And so sending that out was so scary. And now, you know, I had people right away. Oh, this is awesome. That's great. I remember getting my first $50. I'm like, they thought (laughs) I was worthy to be paid. They, they thought I was good enough. Right. And so $50. Oh yeah. You charge way more than that now. (laughs) That's how much I started off. I completely really, I started off charging, I think $25. Oh, you were even lower than I was. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that that was a lot. I felt like I should have been doing it for free that I wasn't like, oh my gosh, it was a process getting over that that barrier where it's like, I deserve to be paid more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there was a time where I'm thankful that the people that were hiring me then were gracious too. Right. Cause I look back at the pictures. I'm like, those are not <laughs> even good. And they're like, are you kidding? They're like, you've captured our family the way that it was meant to be captured. Like there was so much grace in it. And some of my like super fans today 
were the ones that started out at $50 that were telling me that I needed to start this business, right? So they've grown along with me. My average sale now is around $4,000. I think the highest session last year was $8,500. So yeah, it's it's a little different than my $50 a session. And I'm thankful for that because I can help more people in a wide variety of ways, you know, by setting up my business in a profitable way, right? I can give back more to the community. I can donate more. I can do sessions for free when I, when my heart is led to do it versus feeling like I was strapped and needed every dollar for every session. Right. So, um, and it's just a fun way to be able to, to serve our clients. We can take the, all the things off their plate. You don't have to worry about designing the album. I got it for you. You don't have to worry about trying to figure out which size is best for your wall. We'll go through it. We'll look at your wall. We'll determine it together. We'll set that up. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a great service for our clients and it works really well for me and my family. So it's, it's been great. I'm so happy for you. It's, it's a, it's definitely a challenge getting past that barrier, but you're fortunate enough to have had those gracious clients at first. Love that for you. Love it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) What is your focus going to be for 2023? 2023, I want to continue just to make sure that I um, can take care of my high school senior clients and my corporate. I work with a marketing agency here in town and work with all their um, clients as well as doing things um, with individual clients and corporations. And so still want to do that. Love that getting people in front of the camera. I have so much excitement for 2023. It's really growing into the coaching aspect of things. Um, what I think is so cool about that is it still is in my mission statement of wanting to empower those, right? So people in front of my camera, I want to empower them to feel beautiful, worthy, and confident and loved in front of the camera. And as I started to get into the coaching, when I first started, I just worked with, um, local gals, someone that owned a t-shirt business, someone that owned an interior design business. I had a few other people that I knew I'm like, let's just try this out. Let's see if what I have and the skills and talent that I have, if I can share and it's good enough, right. If it's worth being mm-hmm. paid for. So again, it was leveling up again of that fear of is, am I capable of this? So I tried it out and I found, I'm like, I loved it. I loved it because it wasn't just empowering that one person, that one senior in front of my camera, but what I'm doing and sharing is making a lifelong impact in not just the one person behind the camera, but their entire families, the community and beyond. I mean, one, this happened just in the last few weeks. I'm like, man, it is so powerful. I was on a call with someone that is just is joining the group coaching here this round and her husband have to happen to be like, around and listening to the conversation. He hopped on at the end and he started asking questions. And we just talked about, you know, finances in general and things. And he was not a believer that you could actually, you know, that they, he's like, I get my wife is talented, but I don't think that we can make that kind of money, that revenue, you know, it was kind of pushing back a little bit on it. I'm like, totally get it. It's very common. And I kind of just spun it the other way. Instead of talking about her business more, I'm like, well, tell me about what you do. And we talked about his business and he does um, kitchen construction uh, remodels and he does it on his own. And we talked about how he charged. He didn't even charge as much as a big box shop and he does custom work and he does this and that. We uncovered kind of where he was at money based on his childhood and his beliefs and things like that. And through that one conversation that maybe lasted 30 minutes, he's like, ah, I get, I get it. You're right. You're right. And we, and the, the wife who said the later, she's like, he's still muttering around the house. She's right. Darn it. Like, you know, he's processing <laughs> all of it. He, he knows that yeah. he could do more and more. And she messaged me not even a week later. And she said, Heather, she said, he's had three new bid jobs requested. And he's, and she said, and he changed his pricing and she said, and he brought in an additional $50,000 for our family. Like that gives me chills 
right now because she has been saving to join my coaching program for a year. At that time, when we had that conversation, they had $14 in the account to buy groceries for four kids. Wow. So to have a conversation, to think a conversation where we're just showing up authentically and caring and wanting what's best for the person on the other side of the camera or right in front of us, right? To know that I have that kind of impact, I'm like, this is freaking cool. And so that is where my emphasis is going to be in 23 is just being able to impact more families like that. That's amazing. I love that. I I got chills just hearing that too. Oh, not enough people realize like if you're charging a lower price, people are going to interpret it as not good quality and like right. it's not good work. You have to charge what you're worth. You have to charge more because people think, okay, if I pay more, I'm going to get more. So it's but we feel bad. That's the thing is that we feel bad. So we charge less because we want to be able to offer the product to more people, but we're actually hurting ourselves in the process. Oh, absolutely. You hurt everybody. You hurt everybody in the process. And I think most photographers probably have felt that way at some point, right? Mm -hmm. I know I was there years ago. And then I look at my numbers. I'm like, oh, oh no, things got to change. And this is why, you know, it, it was taking the emotion out of it and realizing these are just hard numbers. If any other business was op- had their doors open and running these numbers, would they still be in business? No, they'd be closing, right? It wasn't profitable. So to make, just have it, look at it, take the emotion out of it, look at the numbers. What is it? How does it work? Is this working for you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get back on the questions. What, and since you asked me earlier, I'm going to go and ask you now, what is your goal for revenue for 2023? Ah, so my goal for yeah. revenue for 2023 <laughs> is a half million dollars. Solid goal, hundred percent. Yeah. Do you have a plan for how you're going to get there? So my plan is to maintain the two hundred thousand dollars in my photography business and generate three hundred thousand dollars in my coaching. And so then we're breaking it down, just like I do with my students. I'm like, okay, now we break it down. What does that look like? How many sessions do I need each month? What does looking back at history of each year? which months are the most popular? Which ones am I booking most sessions? Okay, great. Now looking at that and strategizing, what do I want to do for this year? And then same thing on the coaching side, right? How many people do I need to get in front of it to make an impact? And how many people to join my free group where, you know, I just educate and do challenges throughout the year. How many people do I need to bring into my um, group coaching versus one-on-one to be able to get there? And I think so often, I know even when I was wanting to hit a hundred thousand dollars, it's like, that's a lot. How how am I going to get that? That's a lot of money. Right. But when we can break it down. And I think that's something that some people will overlook, like break it down. If you want to hit a hundred thousand dollars in photography business, what does that look like? Okay. So the Mm -hmm. average is around $8,300 a month. I like to break it up into 10 months. So I get to shoot and focus a little bit past the goal to make sure even if you fall short, right, you're still going to hit your goal. So what does that look like? So maybe it's $10,000 a month. If I'm dividing it by 10 months, all right, well, what do I need to do? Okay. So $10,000 a month, how many sessions? Now we're looking at numbers again, right? Now it's just a numbers game. If you want to do one session a week and that's your goal, great. Now you've kind of reverse engineered where your pricing needs to be. Now, you know, you want to get $2,500 average per session to make sure you're it's in alignment with how you want to spend your time, how many sessions you want to do and hit your goal. And once you start Mm -hmm. doing that, then it's like, oh, okay, that's doable versus thinking like the whole year that it seems overwhelming. I think sometimes we're, it's really deceiving time because I think, oh, we got plenty of time. We we could do that, but time will sneak away from us. Right. So always, and I like setting 90 day goals. What's your 90 day goal. And so that really helps me. Absolutely. And it's, it's a lot 
easier to create a plan when you're working backwards instead of forwards. That's I'm a hundred percent firm believer in that because the, the steps seem a lot more bite-sized and easier to sure. accomplish than when you're trying to work front to back. So oh, absolutely. I love, love how you're teaching that as well. That's yeah. great. Cause you're, you're creating good, good processes for your students. Yeah. And, and I've learned them the hard way, right? So I want to help other people yeah. get there even faster. Absolutely. That's, I'm, I'm, I love that you're doing that with all of your success. What is your biggest challenge today? My biggest challenge is on the coaching side of just reaching more people is growing the Mm -hmm. audience, um, to be able to impact the right people. I want to be able to work with people that are already in the business full-time or wanting to be in full-time that are really driven, committed, um, and they're ready to make those changes. And that I want people that love to travel. Cause as we talked about earlier, I'm like, we're doing photography (laughs) trips. And so I want those people in my world. I want people that, you know, that, um, have faith or even just believe in themselves, believe in something, you know, to the higher power, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for them, because it's really powerful for me. I find it in God, other people, universe, you know, we'll per- call it something else. Right. But when we can connect all those pieces, man, we are unstoppable. And so I want more people in my circle that are like, okay, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not exactly sure what to do, but I'm ready. Right. And so some of that is just working through how I'm speaking and how I'm, you know, presenting myself. And that works for photographers too in a photography business, right? How are you attracting the right people? If you are getting all these people that are coming in wanting hundred dollar sessions and you're charging two and they're trying to drag you down, like, well, I can get it for this around the corner. What can you do? You're not speaking to the right people. And so yeah. it's wanting to make sure your language, your, how, how you're educating, you know, and you're not, you don't want to ever educate like up people up like, well, but you don't understand why this business is this way. And I have to do this because of cost of doing business, blah, blah, blah. Right. You're still talking to the people that are like the bargain shoppers. It's switching that the talk, you know, how is it that you're taking care of them? You're, we will help you buy your time back, right? Someone that is looking for a luxury experience. They said, Hey, we will hold your hand, take all the, the questions and delay and, you know, work out of it for you by designing these you get your time back. You go enjoy your time with your family instead. Go work on that next right? Whatever. That's a whole lot different than, yeah, but you don't understand why I have to charge this, right? Because I'm trying to provide for my family. Those conversations are people that are still looking for bargains. So it's all in that, that language. And so with the coaching, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, now, you know, I've got my Facebook group. I started my podcast. So it's like, I just want to share. I share so much in even my free Facebook group, right? I want to share and give as much as I can. If someone's not ready to jump into coaching, they are going to get a good running start just on the free content that I put out there. I want to help Mm -hmm. people and I want to help more people, you know, and at the capacity where I can kickstart them so fast. If they've already got a lot of clients and they're just overwhelmed, they're like, man, I'm just burning out. I hear that all the time. I'm just so burnt out. I can't take on more clients like I did last fall. That was stupid. So here's what we do. We change our pricing. Right. Because we could take on a quarter of the clients, bump our pricing, and now you're still making the same and have the life. That's what I want to do. I want to find people that are wanting the freedom and craving it. And so just finding the right people. And so it's as a new business in the, you know, with the coaching side and really diving into that more, it's kind it's kind of taking what I've learned from the photography side and now implementing it over here and just making changes and tweaking it as I go. Yeah. It's super cool. I just, I, I love what you're doing. I love that you've got this free Facebook group that you're helping people out there. 
and you've got a really smart way of going about it. But I was actually, I was going to ask you, um, and it just completely slipped my mind. So how do you, how do you balance all of it? Like, how do you handle scaling a business like that when you're the, cause I'm assuming that you're the only photographer that you don't have other photographers that are working for you and handling the shoots for right. you. So how do you scale that kind of a business? Cause there's only so much time that you have, you yeah. know, and I know that yeah. you mentioned you, you do, you get where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Totally. And I, and this is what I tell the students when I work with them, I'm like you get to streamline and automate before you think you need to streamline and automate. So one piece that I have held on to, and I think it's really common for photographers to hold on to is the editing component. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. well, but it feels like it's, it needs to be me in order to be my work or, well, I have a really unique way of doing something. So no one else could do it like that. Here's the thing. If you want to grow and expand, you get to find people around you that can do it 80% as good as you. If you can find someone that can do it 80% as good as you, you get to pass that off. There's no need for you to hold on to it. Editing particularly. Okay, great. Maybe, you know, you really want that control. Let someone else do the majority of the work, bring it back into your Lightroom, and you can make those final tweaks that alone. If you're doing really extensive, extensive edits, like newborns, right? That's a lot of time. You're letting someone else remove all the little spots on the face and, you know, smoothing out the skin color and tone. You can go in and do the final stuff if you want, or you might find that if you have the courage to let it go with someone that you think might be good enough you might be surprised that they actually can do it just as good as you. Or maybe someone's even better than you and you didn't even realize that was a possibility. Personally, I would, I hate editing. I hate it with a passion. I hate sitting there and going through every single picture. I would 100% rather outsource the editing yeah. than do it myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think as, as on, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say as entrepreneurs, we love having control and mm -hmm. we love, doing every single little thing and wearing all of the hats. And this seems like a very common thing where, you know, we have, we have to do it all. Cause we, we have trust issues. We're not good <laughs> at trusting other people to do stuff for us. So I think that's just, that's another challenge that we as a whole have to overcome is well, learning how to so, let go yeah. outsource delegates. Well, and it's so funny. Cause I'm like, I'm not a controlling person. And then as we start doing things, I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> I like yes, to I have my hands on a lot of things, I guess, more than I thought I did. And so, and I think part of it is, you know, yes, then we know that it gets done quote unquote, right. If we have our hands on all of it. Right. But then there's also the piece of, you know, some of it, honestly, for me was fear of judgment of other people coming in to my business and seeing, I don't have my act together. Right. It was like, oh my goodness. But if they, if they see the before photos, they're gonna be like, who would pay this? Why would they do that? Right. Or if someone's going to, if I'm going to bring someone in, you know, to help me with my numbers and finance, oh my goodness. Now someone is in here and they are seeing how much I spent on props or camera lenses or trips or workshops, whatever. Right. And it was the, it was fear of judgment, honestly, that held me back with it too. Like, no, we'll just keep it out. Gosh, bring in the experts wherever you can. Your business will only grow. You will only grow as a person and feel more confident in what you're doing when you work with those people, right? We don't have to do everything. If you want your yeah. business to be the most successful, I believe you have to have other people. You can't do everything. And as I've elevated and added the coaching piece of things to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I've gotten to the point that I'm like, yep, I get to figure out how to 
delegate a little bit more. And so now I'm creating like SOPs and videos that go in a drive box that, so then when someone comes on and helps me with sports, great. Hey, it was someone brand new. I'd never even talked to her about what I do in this stuff, setting up these sports teams through um, software. And I just sent her the link. I'm like, Hey, here's the, here's the group name. Can you get this set up? That was it. She set it up because I had the videos. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So I feel like I was late to the game in automating, streamlining, things like that. And I very much see the power in it and how much better I feel. Cause I hit burnout last year because I was going way too many directions, even beyond this, I have Airbnbs. And so I was doing all that. My son was helping me clean them. Right. I'm like, no, we get to find someone else to do this. Take this off of my plate because it's not even necessarily, I think sometimes people will get hung up. Well, but I have time. I can do it because I have time. Take it off your plate because it's not always necessarily about the time. It's about what your energy is doing. And when you know, you have all these things, you're running all these places. Our energy is not in the best place. When I started removing things, I'm like, whoo, I felt so much lighter, like instantly when I delegated things. So I, I can't say enough about making sure finding ways to be able to take the things off that you hate, take the things off that you don't enjoy, um, keep the things that you love and keep the things that only you can do, right? If you're a sole proprietor in a business, photography business, you're the only one that's going to be taking the pictures. Great. So you take the pictures. For me, it's building relationships. I want to be out in the community, volunteering, connecting with people, having meetings, things like that. That's something I can do that I want to do. Really? Outside of that, someone else can do the majority of my stuff in my photography Oh, business, yeah. 100%. Which gives 100%. you more freedom to run another business, gives you more freedom to enjoy your weekends with your family, gives you time to go travel and take a trip to Morocco, gives us time to do whatever, right? <laughs> oh, we come back to the trip in Morocco. <laughs> All right, we are almost out of time, my dear. So let's run through I, yeah, the last this is so fast. Yeah. I, I knew this was going to happen. It's okay. I know. Um, <laughs> if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges yeah. you think you might face or changes you might need to make? Ooh. Um, I think as I continue to grow, it's just being more diligent with my time. So going back to what we talked about, so I won't elaborate on because I know we're running out of time, but I think that's what I would do. It'd be like, where else can I streamline? How else can I automate things? Getting, um, particularly on the coaching side, just understanding, you know, funnels and bringing people in. And if they don't respond to this, then they can go into this one, those types mm -hmm. of things. So the back end is pretty much automatic. Okay. Gotcha. And then let's cover your podcast real quick. Yeah. What kind of things do you talk about on the podcast? I know that it's pretty new. You've only got a few episodes out. But yes. what's, what's, where is it right now? What's your plan for it? Let's cover that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, podcast is through my lemonade lens and it is just wanting to share stories of other people's lemon to lemonade stories is how it started. And so we bring people on and whether it's something, you know, that's really drastic or just something like, Hey, there was a time in my life where it just felt like I couldn't figure out how to get over this hump in life and business or whatever. Okay, great. How did you overcome it? What tips? So basically just trying to give some takeaways, have other people that are listening, feel like, okay, I'm not alone. These are things that everybody is, you know, has had challenges with and look at where they are now, right? 
okay, I can do that too. It's possible for me. And so really the podcast is just opening up possibilities for people. And then some of them are, are educational based, bringing other people like what are five ways to help overcome, you know, um, the imposter syndrome or talking about, you know, great ways to show up on social media while still, still holding true in your faith and uh, things like that. So there's, it's a little mix of both, but essentially it's a high energy podcast where we just want to support, love and encourage anyone that we're, we're in conversation with and anyone that's listening. That's awesome. I love it. What have been your biggest pain points around growing this podcast? Like I said, I know that it's fairly new. So what are, what are some yeah. things you have encountered already or you anticipate? Some of it is just learning, right? It's, it's, it's now learning something new. And I'm like, Oh, I thought I had this figured out. And I'm like, Hey, the podcast show is live, you know, new episode. And then people are like, where new episode. I don't see anything. I'm like, what do you mean? don't see anything. I told it to go live. <laughs> I told it to publish. Right? So little things like that, that I'm like, Oh my yeah. goodness. I thought we were on the right. Yes. We're on the right track, but something there was, there was a piece that I missed. Right. And so yeah. it's just learning things and being okay to, okay. You know, and, and that's the one thing that wherever I show up, I am real as all get out. You know, I mean, if I'm, you know, it's bold, messy action. I am always, I'm telling my students take, just take messy action. Just do it. Take that next step. Right. I'm yeah. now, I just recorded my seventh podcast. And if I would have stopped at that first one, just because of, you know, I didn't go live, right. I've missed out on so many different, amazing conversations with other people to share their stories, to have them share their gifts and encouragement to everybody else. So I'm like, you just keep trying. You just keep, keep, keep going, th going through with the, you know, the steps that you're taking, even if you stumble, right. Just keep standing up and going. Absolutely. And last question. What is your favorite thing yep. about podcasting so far? People. Like I told you, like the connections <laughs> and my photography yeah. business is it. I'm like, I love the people that I've been able to connect with. Some of them who I knew prior to, but I was able mm -hmm. to get into deeper connection with. Right. And other people it's like, you know, friend of a friend or I'm finding them somewhere else. I'm like, Oh, you'd be perfect to come on here. I'd love to chat. Like, they're my people, like my tribe. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I'm feeling connections. And I think when, whether it's the photography business that you're working on or whether it's something else in your life, when you can show up real and authentic, you are attracting people that have same similarities, have the same vibe, have the same morals, have the same, like just how you want to show up in the world. Right. And so I'm like the people I'm meeting, I'm like, that is so fun. Like, I'm like, I can make a full-time job, just, I think out of podcasting. My mom tells me, she's like, I don't know how you talk for so long. Cause she's, I've been <laughs> visiting her when I've been on podcast after coaching after this. And she's like, I'm just exhausted, Heather. But to me, it energizes me. I love to just, I, I love to, to connect and hear what other people are doing and, and hear, you know, I'm, I always walk away inspired and encouraged just by, by sharing with other people. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love doing things like that, that, you know, like set your soul on fire and make you happy. And it's, it's great that you, you found that within your own business. Cause you never work a day in your life when you have that. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Heather, thank you so much for coming on. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to find you? 
Uh, you can go to the website. It's sweetlemonadephotography.com. That's got my information um, that has all my high school seniors, my corporate work and my coaching. Uh, and then there's a link if they want to get to know more about the coaching aspect as well from there. And then I'm on social media, Sweet Lemonade Photo for Instagram. And um, as far as photographers go, I've got a Freedom for Photographers Facebook group. And so that's a great way they can come in and connect and just get, you know, enjoy the free content and the camaraderie. We're always celebrating in the group. Everybody's wins and just come and be a part of it. Awesome. Love it. Once again, thank you so much. Group, if you're listening yeah. and enjoyed, sorry, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.